Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the Dueling Campfires. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we're two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. We are traveling now. Well, we're not traveling right now because it would be awkward to try and We've record. We've done that once. <laughs> we have done we that. We have tried that once. You could hear the highway going fa-fum, fa-fum, We oh, are, boy. however quote-unquote on the road and we are currently in California and getting to see some of our friends from when we lived here in Northern California yep. and that has been fantastic and we're staying at Clear Lake Campground. We've talked to Lisa before a couple times about oh. Clear Lake Campground because we had a group of friends and we were all kind of gathering in one site and it was cold. Well not in one site. Well, not we're <laughs> No, we're, I mean, we're gathering for the evening and having right, potluck yeah. dinners and stuff together in one site. We didn't oh. all camp in one site, but we did have some group meals and that was fun. And we had two propane fires and one propane stand-up heater all going at the same time, yeah. keeping ourselves warm. That was a little chilly. Chilly Willy. Been a little chilly, but it's also but, been wonderful. Hello, it's winter. <laughs> yeah, it is winter. And there were some days where it was really nice and sunny. Yes, yes. And then some days, like today, where the weatherman is looking to cry, and, <laughs> or at least the sky will well, cry. Well, maybe the weatherman likes it, but... Yeah, maybe they do. I don't it's, know. It's a little gloomy today. Yesterday was pretty nice, and we had yeah. lots of people on New Year's Day. That was fun. We just kind of had yeah. a rotating door of friends <laughs> come and visit from... <laughs> Well, it was nice enough. We're all sat outside having yeah. some local beers and chatting with some local friends. It, it's kind of weird because if you ever move away from somewhere and then you go back, at the same time, it feels like a forever ago mm -hmm. and yesterday. Right. And it's just such a trippy feeling. It's like, oh, we'll just, you know, we're, we're just home. But no, we right. left here a year, uh, just over a year ago. Well, no, a year and a half ago now. Well, I mean, technically it's been a year and a half. Yeah. We drove away in May, but we came back in September to get our stuff. So. Yeah, but that was just a, like a quickie. We didn't want to even say we were here. Well, we right? saw people, but we, we did. but yeah, it was just to come and get a U-Haul and load our storage unit and... Head, and head for our new east. home. <laughs> yeah. So our stuff has a place to live in New Mexico. That's right. While we are here in our Rockwood Mini Light. That's right. Well, anyway, people say, oh, you were in blah, blah, blah area. Right. I wish I knew you were here so we could have met up. And it's true. A lot of times we're like, oh, we were just there last week or whatever. And our Honestly, the way we tend to post things is we were there last week type of thing, right? It's not, hey, we're here now. It's more, hey, we were there we were then. There. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. We do that in some ways for safety reasons. Yeah. We advocate this, especially for solo travelers, you know, like don't say, hey, I'm in this campground in sight, blah, 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 all by myself. Right. Because, you know, the... the Internet isn't that secure, and you don't know who you're telling. 
Correct. So, but I think we're pretty safe enough. We could probably tell people before we actually leave that well, we're we, in town. We like to think so, anyway. We like so, to think anyway, so. yeah. The point of all that babbling on and on is that we wanted to share a rough draft, as it were, of yeah. where we're going this year. Because we might be in a town near you, or That's we might right. be in a town where you already are. That's right. And so, on the hopes that some of you will reach out and say hey, you're going to be driving right through my town, give me a call. We want to be able to do that. And so yeah. we want to, instead of saying, hey, we just missed you, we want to say, hey, we're, we're coming in May yeah. or whatever. Warning. <laughs> you, you should leave town <laughs> now because we're headed that direction. Lock your doors. Here we come. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of lack of security, right. oh, no, it's Tony and Peggy. <laughs> so we thought we would kind of give a rough draft, as Tony said, of the places that we plan to go this year. And if we're going to be in your neck of the woods and you'd like to hang out, have a beer, give us a Moonstocks site, uh, <laughs> you know, meet us at our campground, whatever, any of those things, reach out, let us know. I am going to tell on myself, I get kind of scatterbrained and what? my brain gets really full of information. So... If I don't tell you, okay, I have a stop on the 16th that's going to be this close to your house. If I don't tell you that, feel free to give me another little poke. Because sometimes I have the best intentions and I write things down and then I don't know where I wrote them. And then that's I still your forget. <laughs> your problem is using pen and paper. No, I didn't. You can write with a okay. keyboard. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. So we have all this crazy adventure planned and the way that we plan our adventures well i shouldn't say we because peggy does it <laughs> is with rv trip wizard right it is a terrific tool to let you plan adventures that incorporates the size of your rv campground recommendations all kinds of great features of rv trip wizard it is our favorite rv trip planning tool mm -hmm. and part of the rv life suite of tools when we just have even just the inkling of like oh we should visit this part of the country i go in and start a new trip on trip wizard and just kind of put home and put that destination and if that's all the farther i get right then that's fine because then it reminds me later hey, we wanted to plan a trip to that area. And then I can go back in and I can, every day I could go in and make edits. Even if I've already started the trip or whatever, we can make edits. I'm actually, this morning was planning where we go from here. So. Right, yeah, because we actually hadn't planned it. And so, no. like I say, it incorporates the size of your rig. So it would put you on roads that can accommodate that size so if it's a giant 45 foot diesel pusher or it's a airstream bambi or whatever rig it happens to be it can accommodate that which is pretty neat right. and we have a discount for you but you can also yes. try rv trip wizard for free then if you decide hey this is pretty great tool there is a 25 percent discount available if you use the code stressless all caps when making a commitment to rv life and it's you know annual commitment so we think it's well worth the investment and it's a really terrific tool and so there's a link in the show notes that will tell you even more, including an interview with them and how their system works. So that's how we're planning. And now Peggy's going to open RV Life, Trip Wizard. And where are you making me drive? <laughs> <laughs> so 
see, my job is not to crash. That's right. fine. Two years ago, I was pretty unsuccessful at that. <laughs> Using TripWizard is a million times better if you do it on an actual computer, laptop or computer screen, whatever. It can be done online on your phone, but frankly, that is way too small of a screen for me to be planning trips all the way across the country. The great thing is that once I put the trip in the website, then we open the app and it shows us the day-to-day -day routing. So that's very helpful. What I did, I have four trips and one of them's just kind of a one day we might be able to do this. As I said, that's kind of a something we can do like, oh, someday we want to visit this part of the country. So I'm just going to start putting in. And then when I hear of destinations, I can add them in and just kind of plan for years if I if that's the way it happens. But right now I happen to have three screens open on my laptop. And one is for each of the trips that we have planned in 2020. Well, each of the cluster of trips, I guess, that we have planned for 2024. Of course, the one that we're currently in ends with just a few more destinations and it and it ends in Quartzsite. And as you all know, we will be in Quartzsite for the Quartzsite sports, sports Vacation, vacation and, and RV, RV show. show. This route has taken us through parts of California and Arizona so that we have been, you know, spending our Christmas and New Year's with friends and are now getting ready to head toward Quartzsite. So that trip is pretty coming kind of to a close. Once we get to Quartzsite, then this trip I will put into the archive file and I keep them all because it's fun to look back and remember. Yeah. Or sometimes like we need to do the same trip again and I can just go in and tweak it a little bit so we do it slightly differently. So anyway, we are from here, we're gonna head south. We'll spend time with our family in Southern California. Always kind of the last stop before we go to Quartzsite is <laughs> the, <laughs> the KOA in Desert Hot Springs. And we really like to go there. They have nice, pretty decent laundry facilities so we can get all our laundry caught up. They have full hookups, of course. But most importantly, they have natural mineral springs. And yes. they have three pools. Well, they have a swimming pool, which is heated, so I can even go there in January. And then they have three hot pools that are three different temperatures, so you can kind of decide how hot you want the water you're sitting in. I'm always used to being in hot water, but <laughs> I like that one because everyone else is right there with me. <laughs> so that's just, like I said, it's going to end in a couple of weeks, and it ends in Quartzsite. We will be spending, you know, about three weeks, really, in Quartzsite because we'll be yeah. there before the show, we'll be there during the show, and then we are having our meetup after the show. Yeah, and you can find out more info about our meetup on our RV event calendar at stresslesscamping.com. That will be there. Mm -hmm. We are still working on details because it's not quite the last minute yet. <laughs> right. And that'll be after the Quartzsite Sports Vacation and RV Show. The Quartzsite Sports Vacation and RV Show is January 21st through 29th of this year now. Now 20, it's 2020. 29th is, is actually a Monday. Oh, okay. January 21st through the 28th of 2024. That's this year. That's this year. <laughs> so if you'd like to join us in Quartzsite, you could do so right at the Quartzsite Sports Vacation and RV show or afterwards come camp with us out in the desert somewhere. Yeah. So the next trip that I have open right now, it's really several trips. 
it's all written as one because it is to, I think we've told you before, we are going to run a circuit this year across the country teaching Girl Camper College. Right, which is through Girl Camper. Basically, we describe it as a three-day version of your one-hour walkthrough. So it's a more in-depth look at your RV. And if you already have your RV, you can bring it. Now, this is through Girl Camper, so it's for Girl Campers. And if you would like to attend one of these, there's a registration process through girlcamper.com that you would go through. We don't tell you specifically where they are. They're very cognizant of, of security and safety. their mm -hmm. membership. Absolutely. But we can give you ideas of general areas. And if it's like, hey, they're coming near us and I would love to go to that class, you can register through girlcamper.com and participate. Now, I will also say that we have taught these classes for a few years, not just with Girl Camper. Correct. We call it training camp when it's not, RV called, based. When it's not called Girl Camper College. We call it RV Basic Training Camp. I would like to encourage you, if I say that we're going to be in an area and you have a group of people that you think would like to also have a training camp, also reach out. If we're in the area anyway and we've got some time to kill, we could put together another training camp for you and your group. Yes, or we've had campgrounds organize these and, right. you know, from their mailing list. A lot of times campgrounds do it midweek, so it's sort of incremental business, and they have their mailing list and say, hey, we have, you know, this is available. If that's something that might appeal to your group of campers or a social club, whatever, yeah, do reach out to us because we have taught these classes all over and we have all this material we can share with the attendees and it's both a lot of fun, but you walk away learning stuff. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, at least that's, <laughs> that's the whole the idea. idea. It's what the Hokey Pokey's all about. Right. So after we leave Quartzite, we will be heading to the Phoenix area, and we'll be teaching a class in the Phoenix area. That will be the kind of second weekend of February. And that's kind of... Wait, aren't we going to a Ren Fair before that? We're going to a Ren Fair after that. Oh, after. Okay. In, um, Eat your heart out, Jason Epperson. I brought, right. I brought Renaissance Fair <laughs> duds, bud. <laughs> In the Mesa area is a Renaissance Fair, and so we are going to be kind of bumming around the Phoenix area for the week in between that class and that Renaissance Fair because yeah. that only happens on the weekends. And so... Here's your first opportunity. If you're in the Phoenix area and you want to see us somewhere between the, what is it, the 10th and the 17th or whatever, that's when we're going to be bumming around Phoenix. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let us know and we will see if we can hook up. Again, if you have a campground that wants to t have a class scheduled, please get us in touch with them. That would be super fun. We would love that. Yes. From there, we will go home. And we will spend a few days at home. <laughs> Which is New Mexico. In New Mexico. We'll be home for about three weeks. And then we're going to head toward Texas. And we'll be teaching a class in Texas. And we'll be teaching a Girl Camper College in Texas, just a little south of the Fort Worth, Dallas area. That class is going to be the weekend of March 20th. So we will be there. From there, we are going to have some of our Louisiana friends meet up with us and we're going to spend some time not in the New Orleans area exactly but in the part of Louisiana where Boudin is the thing and we're going to 
go there and stock up on boudin. <laughs> wow, I like that. Right? That's a great idea. Absolutely. So we'll be doing that for a few days, maybe a week or so, in the kind of last full week of March. And then by the beginning of April, we will be heading toward Kansas, and we're going to be teaching a camper college in Kansas on the week of April 10th, 12th, something like that. Now, we, of course, you know, have to somehow get from Louisiana to Kansas. And I have a kind of a sketched out route, but it's kind of a sketch. So <laughs> if you're in that, in that area between, I don't know, Lafayette and Wichita, let us know and maybe we'll be able to route through to see you. When is the eclipse? Oh, right. And actually, we will be in, we're going to be able to visit some friends in Oklahoma, northern Oklahoma, right when the eclipse is happening. And Texas is actually kind of one of the best places to see the eclipse. And we'll be a little bit farther north of that. But I think we should be able to have a pretty good view in northern Oklahoma of the eclipse. So yeah. that will be a nice Yeah, and if you're nice in that and, part of the world, friends. Yeah. Per, yeah, perhaps we could hang out. Yep. And then after we teach that class in Wichita, we'll be heading back into Texas, and there's actually a mini light rally. So yep. we are going to attend, we actually are going for sure to attend two mini light rallies this year. And one is in April in Texas. That's the weekend of April like 20th or so, which is also when we celebrate Tony's birthday. What? So, <laughs> so we will be going to the mini light rally in Texas. And then... We're going to head home for a few days. Yeah, we've got to visit our stuff. we got to visit our stuff. So about approximately, you know, the end of April, middle of May, we'll be home. And then we're going to head out and we are going to attend. If you heard our episode a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that's oh, I'm really looking forward to that. Well, I'm looking forward to the whole thing, but Camp Carpe Diem. And that's going to be in Hot Springs, Arkansas. So we are going to head that direction and go hang out in Hot Springs for a little bit. And then we actually are going to be teaching Girl Camper College the end of May in Minnesota, somewhere north of Minneapolis. I'm not exactly sure. And we wouldn't tell you if we were sure. <laughs> well, well, fine. <laughs> well, as we said, right, we, don't, yeah, we, don't. we don't want to you know, mess up with the security of where people are camping. But we will be teaching a class the last weekend of May in Minnesota. And then after that, I think it's the first weekend of June, is the other mini light rally. And that will be in Michigan at Van Buren State Park. Ooh, back to Michigan. Back to Hopefully Michigan. Hopefully we get some fudge. That's Maybe right. Pasties. Well, we won't be that far into Michigan. Oh. This is going to be just kind of on the south end of Michigan in, on Lake Michigan. Oh. So that'll be nice. We haven't camped really on... Well, we did. Indiana Dunes was on that lake. Yeah. So we have been sort of in that area, but this time we'll be for a mini light rally. And from there, then we'll go down into Illinois and we will teach another class in the middle of June, a girl camper class in Illinois. And then we'll probably work our way home again. <laughs> we do have a class scheduled in Colorado in July. It's kind of up in the air whether we goof off long enough to get from Illinois to Colorado for the class or whether we go home first because we border Colorado so it only takes a day or two to get pretty much anywhere in Colorado so yeah that class is mid-July in somewhere in Colorado so 
those are the girl camper classes that we have scheduled and our sort of rosette of pathways <laughs> that we're going to be taking. doesn't really look anything like a rosette yeah. on the map. It does in my mind. But again, if you are interested in taking a girl camper <laughs> college class or if you hear that we're going to be in somewhere in the area and you would like to hook up or you would like to try and help us schedule another class while we're out and about, all those things are super exciting to us and we hope that you will contact us and let us know that you're in one of those areas and you want to see us. Yeah, it would be great to cross paths with you. You can also, if you are already a member of Girl Camper, and if you are a Girl Camper, we encourage you to be, you might talk to your state guide to potentially schedule one of these classes if that's of interest to you. Yes, absolutely. So, Perhaps you might say they're they're going to be near here anyway. Right. Perhaps we should have a girl camper college or again campgrounds or groups, whatever. If you think this might be something, it's like I say, it's like a three day version of your one hour walkthrough. So right. it's a more in depth look, and we encourage you to bring your own RV so we can accommodate any specific details. We do like at least five. RVs in a class, mm -hmm. but we also cap it at 20. So it's not so many that we can't really give people individual attention. And the areas we cover, all the systems and functions that are contained in your RV, along with some maintenance ideas and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's either camper college or RV basic training, depending on who you organize it through. Right, exactly. So those are the girl camper classes that we have scheduled. And then I have one more window open <laughs> and that trip is going to include our annual trek to indiana yep, to go to the frog River rally group, the forest which is River. in august and that is in august so we will head out somewhere around the beginning of august and we will head to goshen for the frog rally those of you who have been listening for a while know that last year well two years ago ish <laughs> in 2022 we met bill at the Frog Rally, Bill and Zappo. And we just really hit it off. He's a great guy and we have spent a, a good amount of time together now. But when we were talking and said in 2023, when we go to the Frog Rally, we wanna go all through Michigan and through Upper Peninsula and everything. And he said, well, that's what I wanna do. So we got to travel together and do that exploring. Well, this year I was talking to Bill and I said, after the frog rally next year, I think I'd like to go and see New England. And he said, well, that's what I want to do. Yeah. So we're going to. So we are once again planning to make a little trek with Bill after between the frog rally and other things going on. So that's kind of our third route that we're sketching out. And I got to tell you, this one, Bill is so good. Yes. So good at planning these things and really getting us around to see things. So. As of right now, it's very sketchy where we're going to be. I mean, <laughs> well, no, not we're not going to be sketchy. We're not going to be in anywhere <laughs> sketchy, I hope. But I just really don't have any real solid ideas of what we're going to be doing or seeing. But what we want to do is between the Frog Rally and the Hershey Show, we want to take that. It's about, I think it's about three weeks or so. 
and we want to explore the New England area and then head back into Pennsylvania in time to attend the Hershey Show, which we have not ever done. We keep hearing about how great the Hershey Show is, mm -hmm. so we plan to be there this year. We do, so we know there's a lot of you up in that area of the state of the country, so if you have some, you know, some ideas for us of things that we can't miss or you'd like to hang out or see us or offer spaces for two mini lights to hang out <laughs> <laughs> or a package deal for that yeah, couple for of that months. Trip. Yes, we are. And then we'll head back to Pennsylvania, go to the Hershey show. I've already been talking with Oren Kern from the mini light group. We'll be in his area so that we can see him. And then we'll head back to the Elkhart area for the open house. That's a, it's not an open it's event. It's not open. Based on how I did it last year, it's a complete, like those four or five days are nonstop dusk to dawn type Yeah, of thing. and so what that is, is in September, the industry kind of all gets together and the dealers from around the country come to the area and they get a little preview of what the manufacturers are preparing for the, the upcoming year. And so we will be there, we're planning to be there so that we can cover that and kind of get a little sneak peek of what's going to be coming up. Yeah, which we can share with you, of course. Right. One of the reasons that we're scheduling it the way we are is that then we plan to attend the homecoming rally that is put on by RV Miles, and that will be in Amana, Iowa area, and we will get to go to the homecoming. We didn't do that last year because we were at the balloon fiesta yeah. <laughs> in the beginning of October. So that'll be kind of the beginning of October. And after that, we will head home by about mid-October. And then I think that's as far as we've planned. That's really as far as we've planned. And right now I'm like exhausted just telling you about this. So I think by yeah. mid-October we might just, you know, sit in the house and have food delivered and like never leave. I'm, I'm okay with that too. That doesn't sound bad. Uber Eats or whatever. Grocery delivery. Yeah. Whatever, just so we don't have to get back in the car for a while. <laughs> we might be tired of the inside of our truck. On the other hand... We're kind us. of flighty, yeah. and you know, if something comes up and someone says, hey, you should come visit us in November, we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how, how we roll, that's how we roll. as it were. So, But that's kind of the idea of where we're going to be, and we're hoping that our paths cross at some point on this adventure. What are your plans? You know, you can always share, ask questions and all of that. We love hearing from you. You can email us or see us at Stressless Campers Facebook group or whatever, whatever floats your boat. That's right. And as I said, we are willing to be off grid. We are almost certainly going to use a lot of harvest host sites and things like that. Oh boy. And we can because of our power package. That's true. In fact, you know, one of the things that is a common understanding of solar and lithium is hey it works great when there's lots of sun sure and naturally it is a sun-driven system right there's solar panels on the roof that charge a battery but we were curious knowing that we were going to be camping four days and three nights with michael bracewell the travel trailer guy uh -huh. how is this system going to perform because we looked at uh, the weather app that we use 
and it said, dude, you're gonna be sad. Yeah, we knew that it was gonna be some gloomy, rainy weather, and actually- And it was some gloomy, yeah. rainy weather, except the day we left. Right, it the was day beautiful we left, and sunny it's the like day the we left. The sun was in full force, but well, that's the way it goes. So I was curious, how will this power package perform over four days and three nights. Now, obviously this time of year, we're not running the air conditioner, which is a big draw, but we are still running our Dometic 12 volt refrigerator, mm -hmm. which draws about 80 amp hours-ish over a 24 hour period. And we might use the microwave, which means our inverter will be on and naturally lighting. And a surprising power demand is the blower motor on the propane furnace. Yeah, you think that the furnace runs on propane so you don't have to worry about battery, but the fan that blows that heat out into the camper is pretty significant. We have an article about how much power things use, and it's linked in an article where we report on how the power package performed. And I will say, I was a little concerned just thinking, well, you know, between the fridge and the furnace, it might take all of our reserves because I had anticipated zero gain mm -hmm. from the sun because yep. there wasn't any sun. And what I found was that there was a little bit of gain, not enough to compensate for the use, but there was definitely, even on like cloudy overcast days, we still got a little bit of power in and everything worked great. We over, you know, on the fourth day, when it was sunny, the bottom line, we had about 37% of reserves left. So of the 400 amp hours, a quarter of it, well, actually more than that was remaining. So mm -hmm. I was pretty impressed with the consumption and with the performance of this system. And it was just, you know, the more we use this solar and lithium system, the less concerned I am. It is just a fantastic system. Mm -hmm. Michael Bracewell, the travel trailer guy, has a somewhat similar system in his trailer in terms of both battery reserves and solar, but he built it himself. And Michael is one of those dudes who, yeah, that's right within his skill set. Sure. He, he will study and investigate and do what it takes to get this stuff done. But if that's not you, and honestly, that's not me. It's not me. <laughs> if you want a great, reliable system of solar and lithium that's tailored to the way you like to use your RV, our system came from ABC Upfitters. It's all Mastervolt marine grade technology. They install these systems as well. And you can find out more by either looking them up on the internet through a link on our website or give them a call at 574-333-3225. We have a whole article about how the system performed. And if that's something that's of interest to you, as I say, give ABC Upfitters a call. They are really good people to work with and one of the few that actually engineers these systems rather than just plopping them in and, and crossing their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> While we were using this system, we were at Doran Regional Park in Bodega Bay. We've talked about Doran Regional Park before. We spent several Christmases there 
until COVID, actually, the COVID year, the state parks weren't open, the regional parks, you know, the public domain parks. <laughs> and so that was when we switched gears a little bit and started staying at Albion River Campground. But Doran Regional Park is also really a favorite place of ours. And Mike and his wife, Heather, go there quite a bit. They camp there a lot and they really like it. And so we thought we could get a few nights in at Doran. So we decided to do that. We happened to get there right when... California, well, I maybe the whole West Coast was having these big storms, and the, we saw some surf that I just was it amazed was by. Yeah. I don't remember ever seeing, and not that they don't ever go there, but I don't remember seeing surfers like we saw surfers on that first day that we were there. It was Thursday, for those of you keeping track of days, I don't remember the date, the 29th, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> it was between Christmas and New Year's. Something like that, between Christmas and New Year's. Mike and I kind of walked around the campground and we said, man, there is like a car in every parking space. There were people on the beach. There were so many surfers. There was so much high surf. It was pretty interesting to see. And we were thinking, and we didn't realize what was going on. And we thought, wow, there's just, look at over there by the jetty. There's just so many giant waves. And it was really interesting to see. And we ended up then being there for those three nights during that really high tide and the next day the if the place was actually closed all the campsites or all the sorry parking spaces were blocked off and the beach was closed and then the next day full of surfers again it was a really interesting thing to see we weren't in any danger which was nice but yeah, we did get to plus. see the thing <laughs> last the time we were there, I think, we took a day and we went into Bodega Bay. It's a tiny little town, but it's pretty interesting. And if you don't know, it's where the Alfred Hitchcock movie The Birds was filmed. Correct, yeah. And so there's, some, um, you know, the school and the house and the whatever from the movie is there. One of the stores has a statue of Alfred Hitchcock because, it, you know, it's a big deal there. That's their yeah. kind of their claim to fame. We normally really don't leave camp, but that one time we did, and this time we did a few times. We drove into Santa Rosa and had lunch with our friends Tom and Faith, and Mike took us to an Italian restaurant called Danucci's there in the oh, area. Oh boy, yeah, that was That, that was, was good such stuff. a great experience. They are not fast. I'm going to warn you about that. Yes. You don't want to go there on your short lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might have a lunch special. They might have a lunch I special. Don't know. But it was great because we got soup and bread and then we got salad and then we got our dinner and it just it was, it was like, a great experience and it was like an old time dining experience. Yeah, it was, it great. was it was one of those like old timey restaurant places that you would go to as a kid where yeah they have the salad and the bread and the soup and and then your meal the only thing missing was the spumoni at the end yeah because i remember there was a place when i was a kid that at the end of the meal you'd always get spumoni but yeah that's okay so that was called Danucci's, and we will put a link to that in our show notes if you're ever in the bodega bay area and you want a nice slow italian dinner good delicious dinner it also had a bar. There were a lot of people there because it was right around Christmas. So there were still a lot of people gathering and having parties and stuff. So that was fun. A few weeks ago, we told you that whether it was a side effect of winterizing, which is what we think happened, but whatever happened, we did have uh, some, a couple water leaks. Yes, we did. And so we decided that it was time <laughs> <laughs> to get some sensors. Now, we actually have one of these sensors 
on our water heater in our house. Correct. Which, if it's going off right now, we'll never know. But Correct. <laughs> but the fact is, it's there. So if there is a leak in the water heater, an alarm goes off. And so we decided to do the same thing here in the camper. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote an article about these water sensors that we got and why you might consider getting some yourself. They're very inexpensive. They were, I think, 15 bucks for three. If they sense moisture, a very loud, like 120 decibel alarm goes off and alerts you that you may have a leak. So we put three of these in our Rockwood, one by the water heater closet, one under the sink, which I hope gets the sink and the shower, one under the bathroom sink, that is, and then one under the kitchen sink. So I would hope that if either of these detect any moisture, that they would go off. The way a lot of RVs are plumbed is they use a like a pinched connector on what is called RV or like tubing, water tubing. And that is against plumbing code in residential plumbing. But it's something that's very common in RVs and very prone to failure. In fact, our friend Jason Epperson from RV Miles, they have replaced these clamps in every one of the three RVs that they've had. In the article, there's a video of how you might consider replacing them too. Anyway, these sensors will alert you if they detect a leak. And that's always a good thing. They're very inexpensive, so I hope they're not terrible. <laughs> you can really go fancy. You can get connected sensors that will, you know, tell you through the internet that you have a leak. You, you can go nuts with these things. I just figured, well, we'll try these cheap ones for now. We'll report back how they are. But there is an article about that, and it does detail why you might want to do this. And, you know, if you have any pull in the RV industry, and you should as a customer, I would contact a manufacturer and, and insist that they consider stopping this, in my opinion, bad practice of clamping these hoses on plastic fittings the way they right. do. I, it is just, it's a terrible design and it needs to stop. And the only way they're going to stop, because it's a cheap way to do it, right? RV's rolling down the line. Somebody fits the tubing to the plastic fitting and just pinches it and bang, it's done. So from a production standpoint, it's very quick. But from a headache standpoint for us as RVers, it's something that is consistent and our voice as the customer can potentially stop them from doing this because there is there are other ways of doing it that are also not tremendously expensive but certainly something that can be done so that's in the my meantime we'll box. just share this article please share it with your friends family the people who you have influence over and, and there you go last week our question of the week was what was your best camping memory from 2023 and we got some great answers and some great pictures. So some of these, like, I can read the location, but you want to <laughs> go check it out and see some of the pictures of some of these great places, like a maple syrup farm in Vermont through a harvest host. Oh, yeah. Lonnie got to travel 
a lot this year. And one of the things she did was go to Baja with Fantasy RV Tours. Oh, that's cool. I don't know how I missed that. That's yeah. very cool. And she got to pet a whale, which is so great. Linda was her first trip, so that was her best memory. Bill, like me, said it was hard to narrow it down. He gave us a best moment, a best day, and a best trip. Bill is an awesome traveler. Yeah. Monya said catching, cleaning, and cooking, and eating crab right out of the ocean. I got to be there and experience that. It was fantastic. You've got to see this picture of Manya. She looks at it and giggles and says, I look like I'm five years old. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's pretty neat. <laughs> it's so great. Pamela said they got a new travel trailer. Ooh. Cheryl and Terry went to the Keys. Yeah, they went all the way from Arizona to the Keys. Yeah. Steve seems to think that meeting Tony and Peggy was a highlight. I don't see why, <laughs> but I, I certainly am honored. We were honored to get to meet you in Bernalillo. Travis had their very first trip, which was great. And they drove 1,600 miles and saw six states in six days for their sixth wedding anniversary. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then they learned to slow down and see more of the sights. <laughs> Janet posted a great picture of her lunch on the escarpment trail overlooking the Lake of the Clouds at Porcupine State Park in Michigan. Teresa, it looks like she kind of had a similar trip to us going through the Michigan area and all the stops that she made in Michigan, which I also enjoyed very much this last year. Pat posted a bunch of pictures of sunsets. She said, from sunsets to snow in sunny, warm Arizona to Northern California coast. Wow. Debbie really loved her trip to Diamond Lake in Southern Oregon. Marilyn enjoyed the fall camping trip, exploring the Bighorn Mountains in South Dakota. Eric's favorite was a trip to the Delaware Gap, Pocono Mountains. Hmm. Kathy's favorite was Memorial Day weekend at Clear Lake Campground which we are at now, yeah, and she there. posted a great picture oh. of pretty much the same <laughs> view of Cache Creek that we're seeing right this second. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Michael Bracewell said his favorite was the Brighton Campground near Santa Cruz and riding their bikes around Santa Cruz. Chris's favorite was getting snowed in at Cochiti Lake, and I don't know if the conversation got finished, but I know that... Alicia and Scott also got snowed yeah. in at Cochiti Lake, so I wonder if they were there together. I tagged Scott in that, but... Michael or Mickey, since they share an account, I'm not sure, said that camping with their friends twice was a highlight. That was great. We did stay in Bottomless Lakes in April with them, and then we got to go up to Cochiti Lake and, and camp together. Yeah, also. but we avoided that snow that the other people yeah, saw. Yeah, luckily we went before it snowed. Ray's favorite was camping behind the dunes at... I'm going to say this wrong for sure. Assateague <laughs> Island State Park on the Maryland coast. You have to be careful how you say that. You do. Amber said it was a tie between her first rally and spending a month in the UP. Super. Andrea's favorite was Labor Day weekend camping in their first camper that they had just bought a couple weeks before that. Pamela loved the Cherokee, North Carolina area where she spent a week visiting the Smokies. And Mark really liked Clift Falls State Park in Indiana, which is close to the historic town of Madison. So what about you, Tony? Oh, it's so hard to say. I mean, but, you know, I mean, as Bill said, there is so many 
places that we've been, like, what is the experience you're after, right? But I think my favorite place that I went this year was New Orleans. And we had been wanting to go to New Orleans pretty much since we met. We ate at a Cajun restaurant on our very first date. Yes, and we, we always said we should, and it was a Ralph Brennan's, if you're familiar with New Orleans or restaurants. Ralph Brennan has a restaurant in New Orleans, and they have also a restaurant at downtown Disney, which is where Tony and I had our first date <laughs> yes, we did. in Southern California. And so we waited almost 20 years to get to go and actual go to Ralph Brennan's. So yeah. that was, not only was it a fantastic visit, but it was just kind of a long-term goal that we finally met for well, ourselves. Well, just the energy and the food and the music, that just sets me right. For mm -hmm. that you know, New Orleans is famous for. That's my kind of thing. And we also went at a time of year it wasn't horribly humid or oh, there weren't fantastic. a lot of mosquitoes. So yeah. that may or may not have changed my opinion. But I always want to be where it's warm, as Jimmy Buffett would say. Yeah. So We also had a few different people helping us out and knowing what to do and when and where. So we didn't camp in New Orleans. We camped at a state park on the north end of Lake Pontchartrain, which you know, was advised by people, and that was great advice. And so, you know, Scott and Alicia and Brian and Patrick and Terry all kind of helped us figure out when and where and how to really enjoy New Orleans, and we yeah, appreciate and, that and very much. Yeah, and that's Terry from Spot Tonight. Tonight. Mm -hmm. So it was fun to see Terry yeah. and meet him in person. He has been a guest on our podcast. In fact, we'll put a link to that interview on the show notes. And those show notes you can find at stressuscamping.com. So thank you all for letting us know about your great camping memories. Some of those I'm taking and trying to squeeze them into one of our three road trips that are coming up this year <laughs> and others for future planning. This week, my question is, will you please show me your crafty hobby? I know that there's not a lot of room in RVs and so doing things like building bookshelves might not be what you do when you go camping but you know maybe you tat or wait, wait not tattoo tatting no, uh, is oh. like knotting thread i'm huh. not sure how else to describe it because i've never done it or maybe you crochet or knit or paint or weave or you know i don't know i'd like to see what you do to be crafty while you are camping. Well, I'm hoping Lonnie responds as well, she is the crafty traveler. Well, I would hope so. Traveler. She is the crafty traveler. So she, I know that she travels, she quilts. And yeah. so she travels with, you know, she's got to have a big enough rig because she's got her sewing machine and everything with her. And that's a great hobby. But I don't know that I have room for a sewing machine. No. I probably could make room if I thought that that was the most important hobby for me. I think puzzles would be more your thing, I right? think puzzles would be great, but I look around here and don't know where exactly I'd put a puzzle table that wouldn't be in the way all the time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> of course, you can answer that question or ask your own questions or tell us where you are at our fun and friendly Stressless Campers Facebook group, which happens to be linked from our website at stresslesscamping.com. And that's also where you'll find the show notes for this episode, episode 236, on the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com. 
It's also where you can sign up for our once a week newsletter, which is absolutely and positively free. Oh yeah. And what we do is every week we send you links to stories and videos and podcasts and things that we think will help you get the most out of your RV experience. Yes, and if you would like to sign up for our once a week newsletter where we never share your information, just visit any page on the Stressless Camping website. And I have often said, look for the hamburger menu. And I said that to someone and they're like, hamburger menu it's those three little oh, lines those three little lines that kind of yeah. looks like a cheeseburger it, they yeah. call it a hamburger menu <laughs> but it's the three little lines and depending on whether you're looking on a phone a tablet a computer they may be in different places but they're definitely there and you can sign up for our weekly newsletter or you may get a pop-up if it's your first time there that's right and if you do that we are not going to sell give or in any other way share your information with anybody else we just use that to send you that weekly newsletter and keep you updated on what's going on in the rv world and with us yep also on the website you're going to find a deals and discounts page yeah like deals on rv life trip wizard for example That's 25 percent right. off I helped Randy find that page this weekend while we were camping together. And, Excellent. Yep, and he's uh, kind of backhanded thanked me for helping him save money on things he wouldn't have bought in the first place. <laughs> yeah, because now he's going to be buying things. Because now he's going to find all those great deals and discounts and buy things he didn't know he needed. Absolutely. <laughs> That's also at StresslessCamping.com. And of course, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping RV Podcast, it's free to subscribe on any podcast app in fact we found out that we are on Sirius XM too which that's oh, right well, we blimey. did find that out <laughs> and also if you want to join us in all those social places like Facebook and X and Z and Twitter and I don't know <laughs> I can't right? keep up. Yeah. Anyway, we have little links on our website that you can jump off to the social places and see what we're going on in those areas as well. Yep, absolutely. And of course, please share what you find on our website, or we also appreciate your reviews. Any of that, if you want to know how to help us, uh, it's always free to do so. And we have tips to do that. But with that being said, gosh, it's great to be here in a fresh new year with you. And maybe we'll find you somewhere out there on the road. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, because you know what that would be? Stressless camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping. In Texas... Sorry, I have to zoom out and see where that is.